Church, want to welcome you to this video that we're doing as we find ourselves on Monday of Holy Week, or what's otherwise known as Passion Week, the week that Jesus journeyed uh, from the triumphal entry in Jerusalem uh, onto the cross and then uh, onto Resurrection Sunday. And we want to do something different this uh, year in the form of daily video devotionals. We want to uh, journey with Jesus, so to speak, through Scripture, looking at the chronological events as revealed in the Word to us, and we want to unpack them a little bit and uh, ask that the Lord would speak to us and uh, and see what the Lord has for us in His Word as we go through this. And so I want to uh, invite you to do this with us this week and journey with us as we do this daily and sort of immerse ourselves in this week in a different way and see um, some of the things that Jesus experienced and uh, and what was happening. And um, we trust that the Lord is going to speak to us. So I want to begin uh, today in John 12, uh, verse 1. And uh, it says there in John 12, verse 1, Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Jesus said, said Leave her alone, so that she may, she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. Now, I want to just spend a few minutes here unpacking that piece of scripture and looking at it in um, some different ways. This is actually um, chronologically after Palm Sunday, even though John puts it before. Um, he wasn't so much interested in the chronological events, but we know from the other Gospels that this did actually happen after the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And so the background here is we see this big dinner being held for Jesus um, at um, the home of, of Mary and Martha. Um, some believe, um, because of the other Gospels, that it probably was at the home of Simon the leper, and, and possibly he was actually married to Martha. Um, but whatever the case... There's this, this big dinner, this big spread, um, a village, uh, a dinner for the village, if you will, being held uh, in honor of Jesus because of, of what had happened with Lazarus, which was unbelievable. And, and the gratitude and, and the love that we see of Mary here for Jesus, I suppose maybe when you think about it, isn't all that unusual in that how do you repay the man who raised your brother from the dead? And yet what we see here and what we read here when we understand the cultural context of it is profound and deep. 
and it speaks uh, incredible truth to us. There was this dinner and, and they're serving Jesus and, and that, of course, was an appropriate honor for someone like him. But Mary, she goes even farther. She says she breaks open a jar of expensive perfume. And from what we know, this was likely um, perfume that was an investment for them. Um, spices and ointments at the time were used to, to sell, to make money. Um, they could be sold in small quantities and, and they were easy to keep. And so people kept them and that was the way that they actually earned their livelihood. And we know from, from what Judas says here in this passage that it was worth probably about 300 denarii, which was almost a year's worth of wages. And so this was, this was valuable. It was worth a lot of money and it meant, would have meant a lot to the livelihood of, of Mary and, and Martha possibly and others. But Mary, she holds nothing back from Jesus here. It, it's interesting when you look at what she did, because servants were the ones who washed the feet of guests in the house. And it was common practice, maybe when guests would come in, that you would dab a, a little bit of oil on the head, just, just like a little dab of it, but, but nothing more than that. And yet what we see here of, of Mary is that she, she humbled herself to the lowest position. And she took perfume meant for the finest of uses and she anoints Jesus' feet. And it's an act of incredible sacrifice and devotion. And then we see that she, she also wipes her, his feet with her hair, which the, the very fact that a Jewish woman would let down her hair would have been, would have opened Mary up to all sorts of scandal and ridicule. It was, it was seen as, as uh, an act that revealed loose morals, if you will, at that time. But what we see is that for Mary, her, her devotion and her affection to Jesus just absolutely knows no cultural hindrance. This was an act of, of incredible risk culturally for her. It would have exposed Mary to all sorts of potential ridicule, but devotion to Jesus was paramount for her. And it says there in verse 3, it says that when she did this, the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. And I just, I think that's a profound verse and the wording of it. This house was filled with the fragrance of really what was devotion and honor for Jesus. And you know, smell is a powerful sense for our memories. In fact, there's certain smells that, that will take me back to certain moments in my life, to certain particular memories that in an instant when I smell something, I'm taken back there. And you probably have experienced the same. And it's interesting and so profound that this act of Mary, that the, what happened there just stuck with the disciples and the gospel writers so much. And then what we see here is, we also see, though, Judas's opposition. And it wasn't out of pure motives. It wasn't out of care for the poor. It wasn't out of concern for the poor. It was selfishly motivated. We know that he kept charge of the money bag. It says there that actually he kept charge of the money bag for Jesus and the disciples. And when he saw fit, he was helping himself. He was stealing from the money bag. And so... This was a selfishly motivated, deceptive 
opposition by Judas. And it speaks to us that when it pertains to our devotion and our honor for Jesus and our commitment to him in our lives, there will be those who, they will not only not understand your devotion to Jesus, but they will actually maybe oppose your actions. And when that happens, when we reach that and when we encounter that in our lives, we can remember Mary and we can remember how she walked this out. And we can remember how Jesus responded to her. Remember, this is at the beginning of what would be the hardest, and that's putting it loosely and and lightly, the hardest week of Jesus's life. He knew what he was about to enter into. He knew that the road that he was walking down this week, he knew what was coming. And yet he willingly received her devotion. In fact, Jesus willingly went to this feast in honor of him and he enjoyed his friends and he enjoyed being honored and he received this devotion. And in Matthew's account of this, it says that Jesus says when, when there were those Judas and some of the other disciples that opposed what she was doing, He said, this is a beautiful thing that she does for me. Let her do this. And then he says, what she did will never be forgotten. This will never be forgotten. And we're thousands of years later. We are reading this and we're realizing the impact of this in the story of the gospel and the story of of what happened to Jesus. And we continue to be impacted by this incredible truth, this act of sacrificial devotion and worship for her Lord. It's interesting when you look at Mary and you see her mentioned in the Gospels, we see that she learned at Jesus's feet, she surrendered at his feet, and now she worships at his feet. And so obviously there's a lot that we can take from this and there's a lot that we can apply to our lives and we are walking through some of the most difficult days of our lives, a season like no other. And perhaps that makes us identify with Holy Week and Passion Week in a new way and in a fresh way and in a way that will actually, like those that encountered Jesus, will draw us closer to Jesus in these days. I hope so. And I'm, I'm praying that for myself and for others. But as we walk through this week, a very different week than past Passion Holy Weeks in the past, may we also worship at the feet of Jesus with the same sacrificial devotion of Mary. May we be impacted by Jesus in the same way that, that Mary was. This was an incredible, incredible act of worship on the part of Mary. And it reveals for us and it points us to the value of worshiping Jesus and giving him everything that we hold nothing back. And so I pray this week, as we journey through this week, that as you encounter Jesus, that you would hold nothing back, that nothing would be too much for him that there'd be nothing too valuable to hold back from him and that you would encounter Jesus in the same way that Mary did. Pray that you'll be blessed.
pray that you'll be strengthened, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow as we journey through this week. Be blessed.